Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water, water life, science, and your global health Olympics that we've been talking about for quite some time on the show. We've had scholars from all over the world, scientists, physicians, global, coming in. So now our 13th year to discuss health education and your education about water and how important that is to your life on this planet. Something you need to be reminded of during this time, we're all going through the coronavirus. We've got a lot to learn. And be patient with your scientists and your physicians on this. Because you don't want them to rush into nothing and get the wrong strain. And I'll teach you why that strain is so important to understand for all individuals global for this Health Olympics. But it's all to learn. And you want to learn. You educate. You take it serious where you become global Health Olympics educated for training. The strain has got to be understood because that baby in the womb, in that pocket of water, is in water. And then when that baby comes out at that moment of birth, hopefully each organ has a percentage of water necessary for that baby to live with the water vapor of the atmosphere. Your body becomes electrically charged like a zap. You don't see it. Live like a battery. With beginning a process, and I've been educating you, evaporation of love, air, pardon me, water. Evaporation of water living with the air, which is the water at vapor in the atmosphere. Now, I just took you from birth. From that pocket of water, hopefully the percentage of water per organ is adequate. You're coming out to live on the planet Earth and the solar system from that moment on evaporating. Like you were the sponge of water in a glass. And you pull that sponge out and that sponge begins an evaporation to dryness dehydration, death, no more water. Water is a living life of species. You're a living life. Living with that atmosphere that is your lightning rod. Why do you think they're getting all of these inventions? Everything out there. What they're looking at. Your wireless phone, your airplane flying, everything that goes on is a technology invention. If we didn't have water on Earth, they couldn't be doing it. Nobody, nothing would be here. Nothing would be alive. And it lives with that life in the water. It's an organism. You live with that. Now you think you're in charge. 
You're not. You're learning. Ever since the beginning of time, we're learning how to live on this planet with life and water. It's the water first, then comes life, then comes the breathing, then comes the learning how to live with this planet Earth and its nature and the solar system. Now, you're going through some learning. I call it the Global Health Olympics. You must want to study and enjoy it. But don't push where people have to rush. Don't do that to them. They've got to figure out how each person would be affected by the strain. And what type of strain this is. Because it's so contagious. Just your hands. That they've said forever to wash your hands. We forgot, people forgot to take that so serious. And how you wash your hands to make sure that your hands are, have a disinfectant soap. Get that film off of there because it'll dry your hands to where it'll be more susceptible. And then your fingernails. Make sure you wash your hands properly. Then your face. I've been educating for over 30 odd years the skin on the face, and it's evaporation. The skin on the face, it isn't just because Cleopatra invented how to slow aging and the fashion that goes with that. It's your health. It's always been your health. And I've been teaching you a technology I learned over 30 years ago with a complexion. That skin over that skull is thin. And it, yet it takes care of the nature of your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your ears. And yet that skin is pushing against all your life and gets a toxin in it. You need to wash that skin morning and night. And to remove the toxin. And don't be too harsh because it's very sensitive. Your eyes, we've been teaching, as we educated you about nature's tears, I miss, are at the surface 99% water. Evaporating, every, that eyelid is open. Evaporating, living with the target of the lightning rod of the earth and its water atmosphere. That I is connected to the brain and the womb at the same moment. The eye at the surface is 99% water. Not formulations, not chemicals, water. We invented nature's Zionist to be able to slow that down with the humidity. Safe, easy, no chemicals. Because it's too sensitive to it but it's connected to the brain and the womb, and the brain is 70 to 80% water. So when those eyes get sensitive, of course they're going to be susceptible to virus with what would be happening or any other disease. Yet you'd be unknown to it 
what would be happening. And we've been trying to educate you about that. We've been trying to educate you about breathing, healthy breathing, and drinking a lot of water to keep the body flushed. It's vital. Like Earth has to live with the water. Did you know that Earth began by creating water? Began. And it was everything that was seen and unseen invented in water. Time was invented for eternity with water. If you don't have the water, you have not, not going to be anything left. Earth becomes a sand. The soil is going to be gone. Because we're not taking care of even our forests. We're not getting rid of the dead brush where the beetles soak everything up and the bugs and the insects in the forest. Because they need some life to stop the water. So everything around that becomes sand, slowly and surely. Our life is an organism living today. We're learning. Don't rush it. Be patient. All of you at home that are staying at home, all of it, to help out, we're respond- you're responders too. You're responding to what is necessary against this germ warfare, this virus, to what is best for the future for everyone. You're giving too. You're a soldier too. While all of our other warriors and our soldiers and our responders and our caregivers and everybody's out there doing the best they can to take care of this virus, opening the stores to get the groceries and do the things they need to do to keep people moving. You need to be that six feet apart, though. Keep your hands clean. Keep your complexion morning and night washed. Drink a lot of water like they learned to do with the common sense people. Tons of water. Keep that body flushing. It might outpox the virus if you've been susceptible. Learn to eat correctly. You be a warrior and a global Olympic training at home so that when you walk out of there, you're trained. You've got it on your mind. You're an athlete. I always talk about Tom Brady. I get a kick out of Tom Brady, how Tom does it as a quarterback. He wants to stay in training to be healthy for himself, his family, his team, and more. A lot of guys and players might take that kind of amusement, how extreme they think he might be. I don't think he can to be a winner. To get to that goal post at the last second and win. But you almost have to carry the ball yourself sometimes rather than getting people to catch it. We're in this, all of this together. You're going to be winners because you're part of the team worldwide to be that global health Olympics to learn. And everything you can pick up and go to artificial intelligence. Study that in China, the corona, over in uh, South Korea, 
over to Taiwan, go into the United States. Type in what is happening with artificial intelligence and corona. You'll learn. You'll have fun learning. There's so much. Now, today we've got somebody very special. I've talked to Kevin Kearns. And I want to bring out our young children, our youth, that we should all be living for to show them in the future of how we all can be in the Global Health Olympics together. And the children, their habits, their future, their health as a world living together and how they're warriors at home too. And those habits from now on should never change forever. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Cures Eye Mist for dry eye. It's the only product technology like it on the planet. It's unique. It's exciting and safe, easy, in the medical field, endorsed by thousands of physicians. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back, and you'll get to know Kevin Kern. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. I want to introduce today a very special guest that he and I have talked. And he's dedicated his life to the health and wellness of people and all ages, but today we really want to talk about children and students and his experiences. For over 20 years, five years, Kevin Kern has been a professional involved in uh, fitness, the fitness industry. In 2013, he was named an all-star conference presentation for 
the fitness group, the World Large Organization for Fitness and Wellness, and I'll let him tell us about it more. Um, his commitment to fitness is both unique, I found out after talking to him, and compelling to me. He's dedicated, he's committed, and we could not have had a better person during our challenges for our health, our global health awareness, and like I call it the global health Olympics. Kevin, are you with us? Yes, Jack, I am. Kevin Kearns is here. Well, thank you so much for taking time. And um, I wanted to ask you today to tell, well, first of all, I want to tell you to tell us a little bit so the audience could get by you, your passionate icon on a little bit. Because you've been so out there for so doing so much, but if you can give us a little bit of that, and then you and I can move into the what is necessary for the global awareness of people, our youth, and being patient about everything that's going on. Sure. Well, it, 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 it's an interesting backstory. Um, you know, I wrote a book. It's on Amazon. Always pick last. I was the kid that stunk at every sport, and then I had a life-changing event. My father died at 48 when I was 12. Um, crushed my world. A close uncle taught me to take a martial arts, and it literally changed me. Uh, martial arts was a calling to me. That is, martial arts is my first love. After spending some time at United Studios in self-defense. After about a year, I got really smart at, at asking the older guys, the 20-something-year-old guys that look like G.I. Joes, you know, they were, looked like they were cut some stone. We had a universal and a bunch of weights at the martial arts school. I said, hey, can you guys teach me weightlifting? And then, boom, uh, love number two. I realized that if you put the time in for weight training, you got stronger and better. I went from like 130 to 150 in a few months. I was strong as a, you know, for... Being small and weak, I became strong and fit, and that was my first love. Excuse me, my second love. I was fortunate enough that I kept training, and it, it was a, a passion for me. I kept going to martial arts because I loved, the, I loved everything about martial arts. I loved the community. I loved the respect, the honor, the dedication, the commitment. Learned now, what part of martial arts did you go, uh, Kevin? What part of martial arts did you participate in? I studied Kempo Karate first. Um, okay. I studied a lot of stuff. Um, I've been around for years. Um, my main passion now, probably for the past 10 or 15 years, has been Muay Thai kickboxing and regular Western boxing and Filipino stick fighting. Um, and then okay. another passion I just got five years ago was Qigong which is Tai Chi breathing movement. Yeah, isn't Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, for the kid that stunk at every sport, I, be I became an athlete. You know, there's, a, there's some great books out there. You know, athletes, athletes aren't always born. I doubt they are born sometimes. They're made. I mean, if you look at Tom Brady, his commitment, like you mentioned Tom Brady, his commitment. Michael Jordan, I think, I'm almost positive if I get the story correct. Michael Jordan didn't make his basketball team in high school. He didn't make his basketball team. You look at people yeah, like I had Tyler heard that Wood. too. Yeah. You look at people like, I think Michael Jordan, his brother used to beat him out in the driveway, and he was committed to beat him. I, I, it's, a, it's, 
an inner flame that you get. You know, it's that, you know, people call it your gut. Um, I'm a big fan of Dr. Wayne Dyer, the late Dr. Wayne Dyer. You know, he always talked about heart energy. Your heart knows. It just knows what it wants. It's, you put the blinders on. Every, every form of martial arts spoke to me. Strength training spoke to me. You know, I went to college for computer programming, was flunking out, didn't know what I wanted to do. I've been in fitness now 28 years. And how I got into it, you know, it's interesting, Sharon. I think, I think everything happens for a reason. You may not know the reason, but everything happens for a reason. You know, I went to college for computer programming, was flunking out, and decided to switch everything to biology classes because it was better. And then one thing led to another. I ended up at UMass Boston. I was taking nursing classes, but my grades weren't good enough. And I had to uh, apply to the physical education department, physical education program. A waitress that I was working for, I used to cook food for a living, so I'm a pretty good cook. A waitress had gone to UMass Boston, where I was going, and helped me pick my courses. And she picked a course for me. She says, you have to take this course, Exercise Physiology 101. I said, great, I'll take it. Day one, I didn't even realize that I was a sophomore. It was a junior level class. Day one with Dr. David Thomas. And that was it. I changed my major. I go, this is what I want to do. And this was before personal fitness coaching was ever a thing. You know, I think only the beautiful mm-hmm. people were doing personal fitness training. I, I, I can still quote you chapters from the Crowell Catch and Catch <laughs> volume, uh, uh, volume seven, I think it was. I, I was just, I just, it just spoke to me. It spoke to me. I got lucky a few years later when I had to do my internship and did my internship with one of the first personal clients in Boston. Fell in love with it. And then a few years later, I started my own business. I broke off from him and started my own business. You know, I went from, mm-hmm. you know, I went from uh, uh, a five-figure business to a six-figure business overnight. It was, it, it just, mm-hmm. and I, I love coaching. I'm a coach. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I even tell my trainers that take my certification course, I said, you get to a certain point, you're not a trainer anymore. You're a coach. And coaches inspire mm-hmm. people. They inspire people. I'm not a shop to in a shed by any means. I may not be the mm-hmm. best trainer in the world. I learn every day. I take the like of the martial art mindset with learning as far as fitness goes. In, in martial arts, they say, even once you get your black belt, which people consider the pinnacle, you're always a white belt. In other words, you're always a beginner. You're always learning. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at people like... Right. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. Anybody who and, thinks they know enough? Yeah. Oh, yes. There's, there's, never, there's never enough. You look at somebody like Kiyoshi Kobara in California. The man's almost 60. I think he's got eight black belts in different systems. You know, he's constantly pushing the envelope. Myself, um, about uh, 10 years ago, I walked into a hot yoga studio for the first time. I used to think yoga, you know, I used to call it yogurt. I didn't think it was a workout at all. And I remember the first time that he kicked on in a hot yoga class, I thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> and you start looking yeah. at people around the room. And you had to learn how to breathe and all, and all that it Ex- goes with it. <laughs> Exactly. The breathing part. Yeah. It, 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 
What did you do? What did you do when you, excuse me for a minute, because during that uh, learning how to do those um, martial arts, you had to breathe. But when you go to yoga, you're learning really how to breathe. Oh, Oh, absolutely. You you absolutely are learning. Yeah. You know, now even um, when I'm involved with sports teams, they're spending time and energy on breathing. You know, they're spending the time and energy on breathing exercises. I have to tell you one real quickly. Kevin, I have to say something. Um, I've been in research forever, studying evaporation of the body and water loss and all that. Okay. Uh, One time when I, the first time I ever went to yoga, I said I only want a private yoga instructor. So I got over there. Her name is Petrina York. She was from England, written books. And we started out. And all of a sudden I'm saying, Please tell me what this is all about. And she started in again, and we were getting going into the. Yeah. And I said, Oh my gosh. I said, I just want to learn how to breathe. <laughs> so every class, we went through getting me living to breathe. And I, I was so shocked. It was almost painful. To learn yes. how to breathe, but I did it. I did it. And it's come in handy to me a lot uh, through my life and my years. But just the breathing, to back up, stop, take a breath, and go keep going forward with the life of the earth with the solar system. I believe in rhythm. Mm. That's why I brought Absolutely. up Brady. I cannot believe. Mm. On the field, his and, and all the good quarterbacks, their rhythm. If you're not yes. in good rhythm, and that team isn't in rhythm with you, you don't win. If they have to carry the ball too much themselves, mm-hmm. so you can imagine Absolutely. what they've learned to do: breathing and drinking water and and all these things you do. It's like do you, I don't know if you knew out of Oregon, Kevin, mm. a coach years ago at or, or University of Oregon called Chip um, Kelly. I think I've heard And he was coming on pretty good with that team. And I thought, you know, it's really fascinating what he's doing on that field there. And all of a sudden, I started looking into him with some of my medical team and asking some questions and watching. All of a sudden, I found out he was having them learn to do yoga, eye reflex technology, Trampoline, yes. dance, some other and nutrition, drinking the water, yes. and the dif- discipline that goes with science to be a good player, healthy player, and then also mentally learn how to keep up with the rhythm so that as you're playing your game, that's your focus. I... I, all of a sudden, I just could not believe his style. Then when he went on to the, he got a winning team, uh, he did a very, I mean, my God, they did a good job. Then he goes on to NFL, I think it was, and they didn't seem to like it. I, I, I wondered about it because they are not all into how to take care of your health. They're into some other directions and thinking, a lot of the players. In their life, and they don't want to go through a lot of that stuff, thinking science, 
and playing the sport. But back to you. Um, now, do you have a lot of, do you uh, go uh, to different health athletic clubs and train? Or tell us exactly what you're doing in your, when you say you go out. And you're, to me, you're the professor. You're educating. And um, well, I, am, am I wrong? <laughs> I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. One thing I, okay. one, one thing I want to preface, um, you know, I've been very fortunate to work with some great athletes in the UFC that really built Kearns, uh, one of my main businesses, which is, you know, my, my personal training, my group training, my corporate, and then we even have a certification system that I started uh, almost 10 years ago. So we've got about 2,500 trainers certified around the globe to teach basically what's called MMA fitness, mixed martial arts fitness. It doesn't mean teach MMA. What it is is when you look at mixed martial arts on a whole, mixed martial arts is adaptable. And I've been fortunate enough to work with some really good fighters in the beginning. They listened to me. It was, you know, I was in the right place at the right time when UFC was really peaking, ultimate fighting was really peaking, to notice that they were training correctly, I thought, as, as an exercise physiologist. They were training like bodybuilders. I'm like, this is not the right way to train. So I applied right. a system, built the system, put it on DVD, the whole bit, and then did a certification system. And what I've been able to do with that formula is actually adapted to other sports. I've adapted it to college hockey. I've adapted it to the NFL. I've adapted it to the NBA. I've adapted it to the general population. Like I've done... Uh, what about our... Just, I'm going to back you up, and I... Excuse me for interrupting. Sure. I have to... I do that. Uh, what about the, our military training? Our military yes. troops? I, I, have I, you done I, that? Yes, I have. Uh, back in... I, I, I thought you probably had to. Yeah. Yes. I, I have done a lot. Yeah, because they're getting... I, I've been told they're getting... They're really taking Tai Chi serious. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, they're taking Tai Chi serious. They're taking a lot serious. I forget. Uh, Garrett O'Keefe, Garrett O'Keefe had reached out to me. Oh, I don't remember the year, Sharon. It was a long time ago. They were, they were generally Afghan. I believe it was during the Afghan War, the Iraqi War. And I actually sent his team of 20 equipment, equipment and videos. They were reading my article mm-hmm. in Train Magazine, read about me. And, you know, the, the um, mm-hmm. military is big fans of UFC. So I sent them all everything. They're still, I think I just, I think, talked to them a couple months ago. Dude, Kevin, Kevin, what I look at, and I got to tell the audience, you're teaching people as a professor with your education, stop, think, and follow. Don't be impulsive and emotional. Think with rhythm. Now, am I wrong? No, not at all. There's a rhythm to everything. You know, the, the, the Burman current is, is that rhythm. So I... Before all this coronavirus started, we started another website called Sports Transformation, which was our online training platform for people to come mm-hmm. online so I could reach more people. And we've adapted. Use your head. Okay. I'm sorry? Mm-hmm. People have that to learn. And that's what martial arts taught um, in Japan with um, karate. Here came Tai Chi out of another mm-hmm. culture. Mental 
use your thinking, use your, like, stay calm and work with the breathing, work with the things in your mind to move forward. Don't, don't, mm. don't over, move, stay, keep that rhythm. Learn to be rhythm. Uh, and, exactly. and that's how, when I studied all that, I could see the behavior of, uh, by the invention at the time, way back in time with Japan, when they took all the weapons away. And they had to figure that out. So they did, mm-hmm. mentally. Same thing with Tai Chi. Now, Jack Ma, the founder of Alibaba, I've been to Jack's and Hengzhou, where... He, they, uh, they showed me his trainers and with Jack's place. And um, they were really big. On, Jack's big on Tai Chi. He holds his head together with what he does. And others that have gotten together. But I, I found out later with Qigong, thanks to Dr. Chow in San Francisco, uh, I was learning for years now what that mental capability of what has to be done. You don't ever try to push yourself before you've learned to mentally stay in rhythm and work how to do it with yourself. Don't, not the way somebody else is doing it for themselves. You learn, you've got to, like you just said today, you had to learn that all for yourself, how you do it. Unfortunately, you had the passion. You really wanted to learn. Then you wanted to teach somebody what you had learned. So you go out as an educator and get people serious about looking at more of it. I look at it as I, lo- I study, study the science of everything, the technology of everything. You wanted to go out and learn as much as you could to teach, to keep their mind toward the focus of, what, what they're doing there, not just performing. And that's how I look at you, Kevin. You're amazing. Now, I wanted to ask you something. I appreciate it. Everybody's at home. I, Everybody's at home right I, now. Mm-hmm. And uh, all these people are at home, and there's people going to work, and then they go home, and they have to stay home. They go to work, or they, whatever the reasons, they, those heroes that are going to work and doing what they're doing out there, whether it be a grocery store, delivering the food, whatever it may be, uh, what people are doing now with this new education about a virus that's so contagious that a fingernail could carry it. And not, even though you might not get it, know what I mean is the individual might not get it, but they could carry it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because they're, if they don't keep their hands clean, and what is your thinking with people learning to uh, be a warrior at home, learning how to do this, and then when they do move around away from the house out to the world doing what they're doing, or they finally get to go back to work, that they, they know they were a warrior to do this to help everybody improve their health and what we're all trying to learn. How would you, how do you look at it? You know, Sean, that's a very interesting question. When this pandemic hit, as an educator, as a coach, 
I had four major concerns about what's going on right now. Obesity going up because people are staying home eating, and they eat for multiple reasons. Boredom, you know, shut in the whole bit. Uh, isms going up. Uh, alcohol abuse, drug abuse. Depression going up because people aren't breathing and moving. You know, people that are gym rats that go to the gym all the time aren't getting their exercise in. They're not doing their thing at home. The kids aren't interacting with each other. They're not doing physical education. And then my last concern was suicide going up. So as an educator, I've been pumping out on Facebook Live every morning. It's starting at 530, even in the cold classes, um, workouts, and people can donate or they go up on a YouTube channel, Burma YouTube channel for free. I think people, what they need to do is keep moving at home. We started uh, a, bu- a bunch of kids fit videos, five minutes that kids can do at home. Mm-hmm. With or without agility ladders, um, with a soccer mm-hmm. ball, you know, you name the piece of equipment, uh, a small fitness mm-hmm. trampoline, anything and everything, just to keep the kids occupied and moving um, and get the endorphins going. When we look at this pandemic, and it is a pandemic, stress goes up. I mean, everybody's got economic stress, worries. I mean, this is a... This is a major growing concern right now. I would tell you that I think a lot of families are having at their home. I always look at the family with the kitchen table. It's a priority of life, too. That kitchen table does so well for our country and our world. Absolutely. It's always been a a warrior. And they get forgotten. But a warrior they are. To everything that goes on for the economy and for people's lifestyle. And um, they're having to think about, oh, my gosh, or maybe arguing what's going to happen here about their kitchen table, how, how things are going to make, make ends meet. And for them to think about being a warrior, they're sacrificing, but it'll all come around again. We gotta, we'll make sure it does. We will make sure it does come around again because we had started out doing building up our kitchen table, doing darn good and not too long ago. And all of a sudden, we now have a, root, a very, very serious awakening to disruption to what was going on, on. And that warrior in them to be, feel like they're part of a response responder, even though they're not a caregiver or a first responder or all this other whatever, but they can be a warrior to think what they're doing to get ready to go out there and get things back to where they were and get that energy. What do they do in their home to learn to stay in training? I I came up with the Global Health Olympics. I've been talking Health Olympics for quite a while on this show. And then all of a sudden, I said to the world, this is the Global Health Olympics. They all have to mentally think about good habits forever, never changing them. So basic. We got to take our mind, relax, don't bully. Don't tell each other off to make somebody have to defend themselves. Try to go out 
with, with what is happening. And I said, Kevin, and I hope you agree with me, I've been in the medical research field for a long, long, long time. Those strains of virus have to be thought out so well and so perfectly right so they don't make a mistake. Because no two people have the same eyes, fingerprints, uniqueness in their organism. Living with this planet Earth, evaporating every day with that atmosphere. They have to figure out how do they figure this out when you do a test that they did it, that was the right test for enough people and not make mistakes. It's such a rare thing. The other one is when they finally come up with the vaccination, they better make sure it's close to perfection, of course. Because everybody wants to be in a hurry. Well, you want to be a warrior and give them what they need to do this correctly. So there's no quick and mistakes like in the swine flu. Do you remember all the people that died oh. in the shot? Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. I, I know people were in such a hurry. We got to hurry. They're not going to, they're going to get mad at me if I'm not rushing to get this done. All of a sudden, they had that swine flu shot. And my grandmother, who had never really been sick, got the shot. My grandfather had died a few months before. And she ended up in the hospital, never being the same again and going into a nursing home. Never the same again. All because of that swine flu shot. One of my best friends in life. This innocent human being. She didn't. Who would have known? That happened to a lot of people. The other one that has been shocking me that you must have known with your, what you do out there more. Because you're more exposed to these people out there running around moving. But that regular, I call it the regular virus. The American virus. I'll just call it the blue. How many people were, were getting it, dying, and nobody really, really talked about it, Kevin? It was like, okay. Got the flu. Oh, and I guess they died. I, I was shocked mm. about that one. Why weren't they trying to figure that one out, too? Exactly. And everybody. All of us. All of us in the field. And, um, But I'm thinking about our children, not too, Kevin. And I'm hoping when the show is over today that maybe you have some students that we can bring on and have a student be interviewed about how what they're doing and what they're thinking and what they've learned and maybe you want to hear because the kids out there right now um, we got to take care of them um, I say at the end of every show Kevin put a child's heart in your hands every child is perfect mm-hmm. that's what we live for as what I call us tall people to be an adult and be teaching them how to take care of themselves. Be in the Global Health Olympics. Enjoy it. And don't worry about somebody thinking you're on ego. Be big. Enjoy it. Make it contagious. I'm looking at it, and I've said this for years, Kevin. Be big. Don't worry about somebody thinking you have an ego. You need the Global Health Olympics right now is making sure that everybody, and you're our professor, 
you can teach us, all everybody out there, what is necessary to never, ever not keep the same habits for basic health habits. And if you want to get to go out and strive to do what you did, Kevin, and learn more and more, and it's impossible to know enough. It is impossible. And somebody who thinks they're smarter or they're um, know enough, you got to be careful with them. <laughs> they, they're not going forward to live with this planet Earth, living with its solar system. Uh, our, we're, it's in charge. We're, we're guests here living with it. And I have a faith in God. So I'm fortunate that that takes me those directions. But back to you and what you're doing and your sacrifice to where you're going now. Uh, how do they find you online to come in and watch you during the day now? I appreciate that, Sharon. Real simple. Uh, uh, burn with Kern, B-U-R-N, W-I-T-H-K-E-A-R-N-S dot com. And then our other website is Beach Bar Transformation. Don't hesitate mm-hmm. to send me an email. I check my phone constantly. It's burn, B-U-R-N, with W-I-T-H and then Kearns, K-E-A-R-N-S at me dot com. You can read my columns in Train Magazine. I put out columns every month. You know, we're, we have a YouTube channel um, at, on YouTube, Burn With Kern. We're pumping out kids' videos. You know, I, I want people, you know, most of the people I work with are 40-plus. That's, that's the target market for me, online and in-person mm-hmm. person. But I have, mm-hmm. we, we've adapted the MMA stuff, the MMA fitness stuff to kids now. We, we've done plenty of classes mm-hmm. with the kids. You just got to call it a different name. You know, it's, it's all of the name. That's all it is. People get to keep moving, keep breathing. When you look at most diseases, this virus is different. And drinking water. Kevin, help me with that one. Drinking a lot of water to flush the body. A gallon plus a day. A gallon plus a day. We push push our clients a gallon plus a day. I just just spent uh, a month, I found, I had a new client come on board, um, and he was drinking like four sodas a day. I'm like, that's the first thing that's going to go. I'm like, dump that right away. Dump that right away. My clients will actually send me their food update every day, and I check it. You know, my diet, I follow what's called a rotating taxonomy diet, so I rotate my food. But it's, it's highly vegetable and source, you know, and I eat it. You know, my girlfriend looks at me. And now, what do you get real vegetable? quickly? I'm going to get you to help me real quickly on something to help the audience. Sure. What? vegetables have a high protein, if they want to become more vegetarian, which, how do they get that at least 30 grams of protein a day? Which ones would you do? Legumes are one of the best, really. I mean, you have so many different varieties of beans out there. Beans. Legumes are one beans of the best. and rice. Yeah, beans. Okay. What beans, about rice? rice? Rice. Brown rice is great. I don't do Vanilla. white rice because white rice is refined. Um, a, a lot of that stuff is great. You know, tofu, you can you can go on tofu and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I try the nuts and seeds. You know, we've had them forever. Mm-hmm. They're a good source. I've tried being vegan. I can't do it. It's just the way it's me. I just, I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. The, the thing I, I try to push people, though, is 
and this is something from my homeopath, Dr. Mark Mancola, who taught me a ton, is you kind of eat with the seasons. You know, if you eat with the yep, in Chinese medicine, they eat with the seasons. I mean, you know how that mm-hmm. is. Like, you know, it, what was the, they eat the five elements, right? Fire, air, mm-hmm. water, metal, the whole bit. Well, you know, why do you want mm-hmm. more stews in winter? Because you want warm food. You know, that, the things like that. Um, I think people have a lot of food allergies. Don't, don't know they have a lot of food allergies. Too. I agree with you I, totally I, in my research. I've learned yeah. that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Dr. Mancola just blew my mind when I met him 10 years ago. You know, I was, I was mm-hmm. in shape at 5'7". At 193 pounds, which I had no business being 193 pounds at 5'7". A little bloated, uh, kept getting sinus infection. He did kinesiology muscle testing to me. Blew my mind. I had two organs that weren't working right. My, my gallbladder, which was my sinuses and my kidneys. Flip-flop my diet completely around because I was eating the same thing every day. Because sometimes when you get into that bodybuilding mentality, which I'm not a bodybuilder, I'm a functional strength trainer. Strength that you can use. Mm-hmm. That's the way I train people. Um, you, you get into that mentality, you kind of get, I think we all kind of get stuck into a routine, you know, eggs for breakfast, eggs have to be for breakfast. My question to people is when eggs have to be for breakfast, you'll, you'll see me eating like they do in Asia. You'll see me eating fish for breakfast. I'll eat fish. I'll eat buffalo for breakfast. You name it. I'll eat it for breakfast. And mm-hmm. when I push clients on is every meal has to have vegetables. You should be having vegetables mm-hmm. every meal, every meal. Mm-hmm. Vegetables are free. They don't, you know, they're not going to add weight to you. They're not going to, you know, that that isn't the problem. It's, it's all the other junk. Now, how do you would you cook your vegetable to digest it well? I try to go as raw as I can. If 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 I can't go raw, I go steamed or stir fried, and I stir fry in okay. uh, first first cold pressed olive oil or avocado oil. Okay. We only have a minute left for you. Sure. Uh, be sure and tell us, um, uh, send us the email. We do a press release as soon as the sh- with the show tomorrow, uh, or as soon as Great. the show airs there, and uh, after it airs. But anyway, we will uh, get your, e- your uh, videos up there, and um, tell them again. And it's Kevin Kearns. K-E-A-R-N-S, and how to find you again. You can find me at Burn with Kearns, that's B-U-R-N-W-I-T-H-K-E-A-R-N-S.com. You can find me on the web on that. You can find me on YouTube on that. You can also find me at Beach Bod, just like it sounds, Beach Bod Transformation. That's our online training platform. You can find me there. You can find my you can find my articles in Train Magazine, the third top fitness magazine, every month. I'm actually running. Um, we're doing a April 21 day challenge on Train Magazine. I'm actually coaching everybody on it. Uh, you can sign up for that mm-hmm. at Team Train on Facebook. You'll find me on Facebook at Kevin Kern, Burn with Kearns. Uh, you'll find me on Facebook. You can find me at LinkedIn at Kevin Kern. Mm-hmm. So either one you can find me, but most of the time it's Burn with Kearns. Don't hesitate to email me, Burn. With Kearns at me dot com. I answer all my emails. Now, do you think you could directly? Okay. Do you think you could get me uh, a student to bring on sometime with the Sharon, students that you, uh, you've trained, and I could get Sharon. Him? Anything well, for you, Sharon. I love you for that. 
Thank you. <laughs> but and if you, you can find, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, but I wanted, to, if we could find somebody who you believe would be a good educator to reach out to the children of our planet. Because yes, as you know, this somebody. is an international show. Yes. I have somebody in mind. Uh, he's 19, if that's okay. Okay. Well, I have to run. They're telling me I'm right. out. But you, uh, God bless. And God bless uh, you we'll too. do this again because I'm sure you're going to find some other things you're going to have to educate about. <laughs> I'm always improving. And what I want to leave everybody with, remember, we are in progress, not perfection. Keep moving, keep breathing, yeah. stay healthy. Yep. Be positive. Stay okay, positive. thank you, Kevin. Wish you, you well. Sharon. You be well. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Audience, I want to tell you what we did today was to get you to stop. Think about life. Think about you're a warrior, even if you can't get around very well. But learn, like Kevin said today, train at home. You find things to do. Have fun. Uh, get up and do some exercises in a family. Uh, Go to Kevin's videos if you can. Uh, think about what you're going to put on the table for nutrition habits and how people are going to have exercising, learning how to wash their hands in front of each other and so on, and have some new habits. I want to wish you well, and I always say, put a child's heart in your hands. All children are perfect. We're in this together, everybody. Thank you, and God bless, and you be well. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel, with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.